next legacy. Throughout the course of radio history, definitely going to be another night tonight like no other. What's happening? Your man Branded in the building on this edition of Branded After Dark. I'm glad everybody's here winding their weekend down, getting ready for a busy work week, ready for this uh, last holiday push before next Sunday, which is Christmas Day. And I want to extend a happy holidays to the world right about now. Got so many people out overseas, so many people out in the States, of course, listening in tonight because we do have a very special guest, someone that's been in the business for a minute and a half and definitely have a lot of stories to tell and a lot of history to share and a lot of music opinions throughout the course of this uh this interview tonight, and I want to welcome my girl, Miss Candy, of Mary Jane Girls in the Building. What's good, sweetheart? You are branded after dark. Thank you. I'm doing great. Doing great. And you said... Well, as, as, what, what's that, sweetheart? I said you stated history. I have a hell of a lot of history in the music industry. <laughs> a lot. I came from a... Um, I have extensive track record. I came from a prolific singing family. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my dad, uh, he sung with Johnny Taylor, Lou Rawls, and <coughs> Sam Cooke, and him and my mom sung with uh, Papa Winers and his wife. They had a group, the Lemon Gospel Singers, and my cousin James Purifarm, your puppet, then my other cousin Mickey from the group Enchantment. So I came mm. from a very extensive family of musicians and singers. Not only that, a lot of history. I mean, a yeah. lot of history. Yeah, and yeah. And I and I am grateful that you are here tonight. Just to, I mean, not not just myself. I mean, there's so many people across the globe that's been huge Mary Jane Girls fans, um, and, and and it's huge. And throughout the throughout the country, I mean, I, I'm not sure if you you've understand or understood the the the, the huge following that you guys have had throughout the uh, history that you guys have had. But Japan, Australia, Germany, so many people overseas. Locked in tonight yeah. to hear Candy's voice tonight. Well, hello to everyone. Kanishiwa, Lermanagato. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I said a little raggedy, but um, when you think of Mary Jane, for me, I always, um, you know, put Rick there because Rick is a conglomeration of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, Mary Jane Girls, Stone City, Tina Marie, Val Young, Prophets in the Do-Rags, and Eddie Murphy, you know, so. Right. Mary Jane, to me, to keep his his, le- his his entity is just him, period, you know. It's just Ricky. Mm-hmm. Now, with um, from what you said was really crucial, because I know a lot of people out there probably didn't know your extensive history in this, uh, in this business, and being, um, your family being so deep into music, um, mm-hmm. and, and I know it might sound cliche, or something like that, but just to the new people out there, the new Jacks or, or Janes that is just getting in tune or just try, trying to check out the Mary Jane Girls, how, how did that whole that whole conglomerate started as far as when you guys got together with Rick and when you guys got together as a group? Well, actually, I, you know, that was my second trip back in Motown, but I um, was introduced to Rick by a friend of mine, Shirley Madison. She was a background singer. She had worked with Tina Marie and quite a few other people. And she told me Rick was auditioning some girls to sing. And I was going, Rick, Rick who? Because I came, you know, I'm from the Motor City, so 
Mm-hmm. I came from um, a part where it's like kind of conservative, the way I was, you know, the way I dressed and everything. So I told her, I don't, when she told me super freak, I said, like, I don't think um, that's going to be me. <laughs> she said, you should go check it out. So I did go. I went on Sunset, and there were just gorgeous girls had on spandex, pants, big boobs, big behinds, big legs, mm-hmm. big everything. I said, I don't think that I'm going to, you know, fit in this, this, this kind of entity he had. So they called me in the office, and he was sitting um, with, the, with his back turned to me looking out the window on Sunset. And he asked me what my name was, and I said, my name is Candace Candy. So I said, everyone calls me Candy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he had read some information on me. He said, you've been here before, huh? And I said, yeah, because I started Motown at a very early age. I started at 19 years old. I got my exclusive artist and writers contract. So Mary Jane was, like, big for me as far as being with the girl group. But before then, I had a contract with Motown. Plus, I had been on another group on Fantasy Label um, in Berkeley, California, under Hank Cosby, who had wrote a lot of Stevie Wonder stuff. So he still hadn't turned around and looked at me, and he told me to sing something. So the first thing I could think to sing was Free by Niecy Williams. So I sung an acapella, no tape or anything. And he says, you're pretty good. And he turned around and looked at me, you know. (laughs) And he said, (laughs) he wanted me to open my jacket up because I had on a double-breasted suit, and I had my hair in braids. And uh, I was like, no. And he was like, look, I just want to see you. Just open your jacket up and turn around and let me see. You know, I was I was small. I'm, I'm thick now, but I was, you know, much smaller then. So he played some songs um, that he had written, which he had JoJo at the time. And the right. Waters had did the backgrounds on the songs. So uh, the music was good. And he said, I need to have a female group because um, I guess he was shopping JoJo as an artist or either he was going to wait. I really don't, I'm not sure about that, but, you know, he made us a concept group. So he had four sketches of what the ladies should look like. So there was leather whips and chains. I said, that's not me. There was polka dots with stripes. That's not me. And then um, there was a girl with braids, which was Joe. And then there was a girl that had an evening gown on with a cigarette holder in her hand. I said, you know what, that could be me. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I'll put the cigarette holder in my hand, you know. So, you know, we talked and everything, and, you know, he he, he was cool. It's just that he called me, like, two days later, about, like, 4 or 5 in the morning, and a lot of music playing, blasting, and I was like, who the hell is this calling me so late? (laughs) You know, he says, is that any way to talk to your potential boss? And I said, what are you talking about? He said, this is, you know, MF Rick James. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And, um, you know, um, he told me I I was the second one picked. And I told him, thank you. And, I, you know, I was working two jobs. I had two jobs I was working because when I came back, I had been working with the spinners. Billy Henderson, you know, uh, was managing us and teaching us everything, the girls that I was with before. He had prepped mm-hmm. me besides my dad because my first gig I did at, so at the Fox Theater in Detroit where my dad tied a belt around my waist, made me sing, and I had a four-piece band playing, I sung something original I had. So all those teaching and learnings I had, you know, I had grass and I, you know, I got, you know, was a blessing for me because um, I got to work with Rick, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rick was a perfectionist, but he was very hard. And he'd scream at someone else and make you cry, you know. But wow. he was hard, you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. father, 
brother, sister, mother, the whole works. He was very overprotective of us. Mm-hmm. But um, I learned a lot from him, you know, on that side of the track because I'm a soft-spoken singer and, you know, funk wasn't my groove, you know. I wasn't like right. funk. So everything that he wrote, um, basically he wrote around JoJo, which I did, you know, I had a song on the first album uh, I did um, that year. It was Musical Love. And, um, I mean, You Are My Heaven. And then the second one in my house album, I did a song called I Bet You, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we did have a third album, which um, I don't know if his daughter's just going to let it sit in the can, but it was myself. Because um, at the time we were having issues in the group, and um, it was myself, right. Val Young, um, and this girl Topaz that came from Teddy Riley's group, Black Girl. So... Nice. Um, after that, I mean, it was it was uh, it was good and it was bad. But he taught us so much, you know. Where you you might when you were with him, we worked big venues. We had access to the whole stage. <laughs> but when we were away from him, and I, I, I grasped what he was saying, we worked a little stage where you have to work in a little bitty section, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, we were blessed with the two albums. I wish we could have stayed longer, but like I said, you know. We had some issues going on, you right. know, within the organization. So, and to so, this day, um, I'm still funking Mary Jane. And, um, heard that. you know, some of the other ladies are doing, they do. Um, Ty James is, an, um, Rick's daughter, you know, is in charge of this state. So it's Mary Jane featuring Val Young, who was in the Mary Jane band. Mm-hmm. And I'm Mary Jane girl, and Ty is with us. She does some of her dad's you know, stuff, so, and then we, I like live stuff, I don't like dats, um, Pro Tools mm-hmm. are cool, because it's like, you got your real music, but when you have a band, you know, it's, it's a, you can't explain, you know, the crowd, but one thing I do like, the best part, and I'm not gonna lie, I love doing Rick stuff, better than Mary Jane. I heard it's that. that when, when the guys play, the people go crazy, and they sing, and I just, I right. love that so much. Now, the energy from a band, I I completely agree with you, because the energy from a band gives you energy, but at the same time, it's like no other. I mean, it's, I understand where you say it's hard to explain, but I think if Mm -hmm. people really pay attention to a live band and that performance, like, it kind of, it kind of stands out uh, amongst others, you know what I mean? So, I just heard you say something, did you say that there's like a third Mary Jane Girls album that's that's in the shelf somewhere. Am, am I hearing well, that right? Yeah, there there was, um, like I stated, um, there was another album that we were doing, and we were having, you know, contractual and you know problems. I can't speak mm-hmm. on that. Right. But um, like I stated, Rick had wrote me a couple of songs, which I did, and uh, Val had sung, and then this girl Topaz and. JoJo had a song, too, also. She had a couple songs on there. But like I stated, mm-hmm. I don't know if his daughter, who's to say, you know, <laughs> she might put it out later on. You know, you never right. know. But um, you have to keep it moving, you know, because my motto is I eat, sleep, think, breathe the music. It's in me. And any weapons that try to form against me won't prosper. You know, that comes from the Bible, but it's in mm-hmm. me. Wherever I am, you know, even if people ask me, I'm singing all the time. That's the whole thing. And I'm back to writing again. But, I, you know, I do plays. 
I did a play with Big Red from the Five Heartbeats and Roy Fagan, the guy who was throwing out the window, asked him, what's my office hours? Right, and right. And here's right. dad. Yeah. And um, I also wrote a song uh, in a movie called um, Nikita Blues, I did, with Fred Mosby. Um, they had Roz Ryan and um, Damien Hall's brother uh, from Guy, but I, you know, and I do gospel, so I keep it going. I don't, I don't just sit, you know, when something, I got irons in the fire going. Like right now, I'm singing on Ron Tyson of The Temps' new CD. He just released Recipe for Love. Okay. Um, okay. Doing background on a song called You Are, You Are. So I'm I'm always all over the place, you know, doing stuff. But people didn't know I um, I did the Bop Gun song with George Clinton and Brenda Lee Ager, you know. Mm-hmm. I um, I did um, the Boys in the Hood soundtrack. Um, I've worked with so many people. I'd be here all night telling you on the phone. I did Climax, Wayne and Tisdale, Womack, um, Elder Barge, uh, Slave, Paul Jackson Jr., Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg, Quincy Jones Jr., Curtis Blow. Um, I've worked with a lot of prolific people. And I also, believe it or not, produced Floss, which is former Ladies of the Supremes. Yes. And Ollie Woodson. It was with Sherry mm. Payne. I was working with the indie label. So mm-hmm. I always keep myself going. So when people, you know, see you um, and, like, you, you're kind of like in the back of the, they used to call us, um, uh, you know, candy, you know, like, like, like the other girls, like, we were just, you know, candy looking good. They didn't know the ability of other people, what they do. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. when people would see, they were like, wow, you sing, you do this, and I go, always. I worked at Chitlin Circuit at home in, in, in Detroit. That's where I came <laughs> from. That's my baby. You know, I said, mm-hmm. I, you know, ate humble pie when I was with Rick, you know, because <coughs> when I was there, that was funk. And like I said, that was a new thing for me, you know, doing the funk thing. But, yes, I do. I sing, you know. So um, <coughs> when people but- hear, they're, they're just really amazed, you know, because I sing and travel all three, but I have a high voice, too, so... Um, Hey, no doubt. And yeah. and to me, I think that's what sets you apart because what you just said about funk being something brand new to you, is, it's like yeah. a lot of people will forever remember the contributions you made to music because mm-hmm. of what you've done, not just with the Mary Jane Girls, but like you said, your laundry list of everything that you've done um, post-Mary Jane Girls is still relevant because people appreciate what you've done. And to me, I think that is a is a testimony to your hard work as well because you got to look at it. a lot of people would have probably just quit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of learning, instead of learning, not just something that you know I'm, I'm gonna try this and see if 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 it's something that I can actually rock with. And you've done it, and you did it to the point where people will still listen to Mary J. Girls 50 years from now, 100 years from now, and so on. Well, see the difference now when we do shows, when we do ours is because when we do, if we're doing all night long, for instance, we put a little flavor. We'll do a little pinch of Bobby Womack in front for the intro. You see what I'm saying? We flip it. Mm -hmm. We don't keep it straight. We flip it, and people be like, wow, you know? And we make it real interesting. You know, you have to upgrade. Yes, you you keep that same track and stuff, but you got to upgrade it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Right. You can't do the stuff because it gets boring. You know, you got to you gotta keep the funk going, but you got to put some flavor with it, too. 
You know, you got to have mm-hmm. some magic. So, I mean, we did the show with Tina, um, well, actually, myself <coughs> and Val and um, Ty and another girl, Farrah, we were in Vegas, and um, we did a show, and Tina opened up within my house, and I never knew that, you know, and wow. she wanted us to sing that, you know, with her, but mm-hmm. um, you, you have to flip the script when you're doing stuff, and then, you know, you have a lot of people, like younger people that's not familiar, because I know... Uh, like even in the state of California, the Hispanics, you know, low riders and stuff, they love Rick James, you know, mm-hmm. and they be exactly. bumping it. These are young people that's bumping it. So the people that are my age and their parents know, it was like, back in the day, that was the jam. Well, they still play mm-hmm. it now. They still, you know, they when, still do. When people ask me, uh, what's your favorite song? I have to say Shadow Lover. And then when they ask about Rick, it's the track 69 times. The track is so funky, you know. <laughs> I'm not listening to the words my mom used to say. 69 times, and I said, that track is so dope. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. love that track. Mm-hmm. But um, and the, the, the blessing of it all, too, is like, you know, a lot of people still will sample um, all night long, like LL's done it, Mary J. Blige's done it, Jay-Z's done it, Big Daddy Kane's done it, Redman's Red Man. done it. Redman's done it, yes. It's so many, yeah. it's so many, and, and again, like, you know, and, and I want to ask you something, because to me, especially with you being in the girl group, and mm-hmm. and, and, and having that, that the, the groups, the ups and downs, and of course things, you know, a lot of things happen when you get with groups, I mean... <clears throat> When, when it came to you guys, when you guys first got formed, did anybody as far as outside of the group say, hey, you know what, we need, to, we need you ladies to just go ahead and wear next to nothing and be, and be seen like that? Versus well, to- you guys, because to me, the reason why I ask you that question is this, because to me, looking at the videos and looking how you guys got down with, you know, basically – putting yourself out there, you gave us just mm-hmm. enough to fantasize. Like for me, and I'm I'm talking about as a fan first, like, you know, when I mm-hmm. when I when I see Candy singing, you know, all these all these tracks, like, you know, I'm like, wow, not only is she sexy, but man, I just you know, it, it you know, guys fantasize. So to me I think y'all gave us just enough, but did did somebody ever come at you guys and say you guys gotta kinda wear a well, le- to, little less to be honest to be honest with you, um if I had to dress like Vanity Six did, and I thought they were sexy as hell. Right. If if I had to dress like them, I wouldn't have been a Mary Jane girl. Straight up, keeping it one hundred because okay. that's what we were supposed to wear at first. But it right. it got leaked out some type of way, and I was like, "Yes, thank you, Jesus." I was glad because I was told Rick said that's what we were supposed to wear. You know, the corsets and stuff like that. Which I mm-hmm. I still wear corsets, but. I went with clothes, you know what I'm saying? But, right. yeah, we were supposed to dress like that, even with some of the stuff that I wore on the latter part, see-through stuff <coughs> dresses. It took me a while to try to get adjusted because for stage you got to make it bigger than life, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, yeah, if I had to wear a corset with the garters and that, I'm be honest with you, <laughs> I wouldn't have been in the group. I'm just... I'm, I'm just telling you, I know I couldn't have did it, even though I did work okay, in a club okay. dancing. But right. I, when I did, um, you remember this, this show, Solid Go? Yes, I do. I used to dress like Darcel Go with the leg warmers, and I had the braids, and, you know, we wore bikinis. I didn't, you know, wear the thongs and all that, and then I kept, right. I was already smaller than most, but 
it was it was like survival, and and I, I worked about like four months. So when Rick asked me, he said, "Was well, anything I should know about you?" And I said, "Well, you know, I dance in a club." And he said, "Well, are you naked?" I go, "Hell no!" He said, "Whatever." And I said, "No, I have parents. You know what I'm saying? So I have no shame." <laughs> Of anything that I've ever done and brought to the table, I've, I've always kept it 100. Whatever I did, you know, no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. Right. Or, you know, I'm saying it's not a mistake. You know, I had to pay my bills. So um, okay. my thing was um, the group was phenomenal because we were different. We were the first female funk and roll group. JoJo had a mm -hmm. fantastic voice. Maxie, right. the blonde in the group, could dance her behind off. She has so mm -hmm. much soul. And Ricky always said, you say you was black, or did you say you was white? You know, and Sherry <laughs> was a little valley girl. And then, um, you know, when Sherry left, you know, Corvette came. Her mother was Patty right. Brooks that sung on Casablanca. And there was another mm -hmm. girl for Maxie named Hagen that Rick had found that was with Holland Dozier Holland. But um, the group, we were just different at that time. Like, right. you know, Nicki Minaj, when you look at her, you know what I'm saying? And when you mm -hmm. come out, you have to make a statement. And um, the thing with me, you know, Ricky's a slip, my dress is up the side, and I'm, you know, all that thigh hanging out and stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, I had mm -hmm. to adjust myself, you know, right. because I had been with another group already, and we were on the conservative. We was more like Motown. You know how Motown groomed there. Yeah. That's where I came from. Exactly. So, um, I, to be blessed to go back to Motown again, that was like my second trip because I had right. some blessings there at Motown when I was a songwriter. And I mean, that's, that stands by itself to have a hell of a contract to be have exclusive writers and artist contract and to be young as I was. My dad had to argue and say, you're not going to have my child seven years sound like that, you know, mm -hmm. um, the way they did their contracts, you know, four-year with three-year options and stuff like that. So, um right. Um, I, I have to say, music is just in me. I don't care what it is. I was just asked. I have some things I'm doing I can't speak of, but I got right. um, some treatment for a play and also a documentary. They had asked me to write a song they wanted to know. Harvey Fuqua, I don't know if the, too many people know, but the moon glows back in the day. I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, his son, I do. His son, yeah. Michael Fuqua, had asked me. Uh, they want me to, to contribute a song, you know, so... I'm always asked to do stuff, and I love the kids. I'm always working with kids all the time, and I tell them, don't let anybody try to deter you. You know, everybody got their niche. You got your right. niche in something, and if you believe in it, then go after it. You know, just like actors and actresses that work, they work in restaurants, the, the laundry mm -hmm. award cleaners or market, <coughs> whatever, before they even get to go, you know, when they go out here to try to do those cattle calls and get in line, you know. No doubt. It's hard, but if you if it's in you, then it's for you, and you don't give up your dream. And I tell people that all the time. They always say, thank you so much, because they say a lot of people, you ask them, you know, like the poor man's writing, when you don't have mm -hmm. money, you don't know about. I wrote a song. Smokey Robinson told me one time, well, Candy, it's really not a song until you have music, lyrics, and melody. And I had lyrics and melody but the music was in my head so right. when you have that you have a song so he said you write a let you write the, the lyrics and, and stuff and put it in the envelope mail it back to yourself and don't open it so you know that seal the stamp with the date on there is your bible until you can sign with ASCAP or BMI and I, I heard the kids all the time and talking about right. publishing because these kids are blessed they get money where we didn't get <coughs> what they get today you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. So let I me ask you. Tell the kids. Let, let me ask you this. 
Candy, because um, I, I feel like you're you're definitely the person to to ask this question because there's so many young girls out there trying to make it, be it if it's in entertainment or music or whatnot. The the thing that you and the rest of the girls stood out was the fact that you guys was creative and diverse with how you guys did your business and sung your music, did your shows, the whole nine. Like, you know, and like I said, and I'm going to go back to what I said a couple of minutes ago, like a guy like me was turned on by that, to see girls that were sexy but still conservative that made us kind of, you know, fantasize lightweight, right? So now here we are, 2011 going into 2012, we got so many women that would just put everything all out there. All out in the front. Here, this is this is who I am. Damn near naked in the whole nine. Why do why why is it that women did not follow the blueprint that the Mary Jane girls and other female artists did back in the day? Instead of going that route now, just to be noticed, let me go ahead and just wear next to nothing. Well, to be honest, sex sells. You see, what I'm saying, sex sells. So they. But didn't it back well, then though? It sold back then too, though. Right, but look at look at TV now. Come on, you can cuss. I, no, I, I <laughs> hear you. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's, this is we about to hit 2012. So right. keep it real. Uh, back then, yeah, you had to have a subtle sexiness about you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. right. um, like when Bobby, you know, he got ridiculed for for bump, gyrating, bumping, and grinding. Hello. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They didn't want him doing that on TV as well as, uh, what's his name, um, Elvis Presley. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the young girls today, they feel that, you know, sex sells and people going to pay attention. Not only if you look good and you have not wearing no clothes, they don't care if you're not singing them because being realistic, if you got a bad track and a hook that's saying something, people don't mm -hmm. care nothing about the lyrics. They're going to keep repeating like that stupid song, My, my Back, My Neck, My Thighs, <laughs> just like that. I mean, come on. You know, because even, um, like I said, 69 times, I like the track. It's not about the title. I okay. love that track because it's so funky. It makes me always dance and jump up and down. But sex right. is what sells, and that's why... Um, you know, they, you know, it, well, you look at Keisha Cole, she's subtle, Monica and right. them, you know, they, right. they're, they're, they're subtle. We have some artists that are subtle, that are not out there doing all that crazy stuff. But it's the, the younger, younger ones. And then you got to figure like this, if you're doing that, how long is that going to last? You know, you got to have exactly. something to fall back on, you know. Exactly. But like I said, they doing their thing, hey. They doing, they doing, they making it do what it do. Like I always tell people, make the right. music do what it do. But, so that's and, and you know what, Candy, I, 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 I totally understand. I mean, sex is sex. I mean, it's always gonna be there. It's, it's out mm -hmm. there. It's so much access to get it or to watch it or whatever the case may be. But does that, does that mean that you know the, the women out there, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna be a little less respected because of how they present themselves versus how well, you guys did back in the day, because you know, the, the reason why I asked that is the fact that to me, and, and especially coming from how you broke it down tonight, I mean, I, I had a lot of respect for what you guys did, but now after talking to Candy tonight on Branded After Dark, you better believe I got a hell of a lot of respect for you and the fact that you shut down a lot of the little things that didn't really make you feel right. Sometimes a lot of people nowadays are just going to settle for it and let it roll. 
Yeah, well, you know, I well, the way I guess I was raised is like um, my parents, which both of them are deceased. Now, my dad passed 2007, my mother 2009. But mm-hmm. because the way I was raised and stuff, but like, I, then again, like I'm explaining, TV, you can cuss, you can go on and half naked, you know, they don't care. You remember back there in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, they weren't doing all that stuff. Like, like now right. when you go on stage to pay attention, if you go out there in a double-breasted suit or um, instead of <laughs> hanging with a man's shirt and tie, who's going to pay attention? They were like, who is that? She like... didn't really do something, strip, <laughs> you know, take it off. Or if you wear a long gown. I used to wear gowns and stuff, you know. Like, right. And, and if you got a body for it and, and it's you shapely, yeah, they're going to they gonna pay attention. But, you know, a show, a group <clears> is as strong as its weakest man. And if you got a fantastic show, right. you're a band, and, and you you giving it to them, you got to show some little flesh right now. you got to show some little cleavage, a little leg, or even if they're wearing <laughs> the spandex pants, you know, with no the stilettos. you you got to give them something. But it can be tasteful, you know what I'm saying? Exe. You don't have to go out there like you at the meat market saying, hey. Right, hell. exactly. What you said right there, <laughs> Candy, is exactly the problem I feel personally. I love mm-hmm. looking at a woman's body. Women are beautiful, trust me. Mm-hmm. But when you're on stage, I want I want the whole show. You can still mm-hmm. be sexy, but still give me a good show where I'm actually going to think about and or fantasize like I said, with Mary Jane girls, yes, I've had posters the whole nine. Like that is more hotter than me because I want to. I want to hear what you what you're singing about, and, and I want to see a good show. It's more to you know what I was telling somebody the other day. Um, you know when they were asking, we do subtle steps. You know the people that I'm working with, and mm-hmm. and you give them some flavor, but. Hey, I'm older now. I can't be jumping all up in the air and laying on the floor like we used to do, throw our leg up on in my house. You know, I'm not doing all that. And my thing, I love to sing. I right. love to sing live. I like to do my little runs, my, you know, my little solo stuff. It's more freer for me. And plus, we, the way that we do now, we do, we do some of nostalgia. We do some of everything. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. So that makes me feel good because people will say, well, gosh, they went on stage, they did the song and went and sat down. But when you come on stage, you break the music down and say, let me hear the people singing. Or, you know, tell the band they're playing too long. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes you feel good because you know that people are enjoying your, your music. When they stand up waving those hands back and forth, you know it's not fake. Because you can have mm-hmm. people come to a sold-out house and you can be there and they, you, you can call an artist out and they was like, well, dang, she look good, but she didn't sound like nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. See, I always critique people all the time. It's a habit. I can't help it. You know, if I go see a show and I was like, ooh, that note. You know, I'm saying to myself, not loud, right. but a band, somebody played wrong. I mean, because I'm an artist. And that's right, because right. the way I was I was raised. And I'm not a dancer. I'm I'm an artist first, you know. But, I, you mm-hmm. know, I put them all together. I, my look... You know, whatever I give, 100% plus. Whatever I'm doing with somebody, I give 100%. That's what right. I do. I keep the 100. And that's what people like. People want to see a good show. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have three fat ladies on the stage singing. But let me tell you something. If they can sing and they throw it down, the people might say if they big and look good, but, hey, they <laughs> Ain't no doubt. 
was that? You know, was that group? Was that the Weather Girls? No doubt. I mean, they turned it yeah, out. Yeah, and like, I love you know? the Weather Girls. Shoot, exactly. Um, girl, she's still singing. So yes. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't judge. It's like I'm, I'm in the older group. You know, um, I'm mm-hmm. in the old school. You know, thing that I'm doing. So when the younger people come out, you know. They was they they're like wow you know when I met um, Diggy Diggy Simmons I took my nieces to go see him do a show at the Fox Theater, and mm-hmm. he was yes ma'am no ma'am and I said I know your dad you know because you know Run DMC used to come over Eddie Murphy's after we leave Carlson Charlie's, right. and he says yes ma'am and I said tell your dad I said hello and I told um, one of the guys who used to work with us he was his bodyguard <coughs> and he he says um, you have the most manable young man. And they hear these little kids scream, and they tell them to sit down off the chair. These little girls wasn't trying to sit down. They were <laughs> the OMG girls, had the tutus on and the bouffiers. Uh-huh. And I was at this show, let me tell you, these little kids had me hollering myself. I was like, wow, just to think these little babies is hollering to this show. And the show is from 6 to 8.30. There was no fights, no nothing. And yeah. to be hungry and to stand in line to get an autograph and a picture from your favorite celebrity is phenomenal to me. You no know? doubt. Diggy, and, and, Diggy, to... and Diggy has, uh, you know, he has Rev Run. I mean, that's his dad. So, you know, the mannerisms, yeah. like Run is just, you know, the, the super guy. I had a chance to have a conversation with him, and he is just... As, as genuine as a genuine guy can be, very, yeah. very, very, very blessed to be able to have that um, with him. But what, what, what can you tell these ladies out here that the, these girl groups or these girl solo acts? Do you look for because to me, I think you have a trained ear and a trained, trained eye, so you can be able to see and hear what you exactly want out of a group or well, a solo what? artist when they do shows. Go ahead, honey. You're gonna, you're gonna always have that one because you know everybody. Like in Vogue, I love them to death. Right. But you're gonna always have that one person that stick out like a sore thumb because everybody got their favorites. You got you got always got, oh, yeah. got a stronger voice than anybody else because JoJo had the stronger voice. My breath, mm-hmm. my my voice was soft and breasty. You know, I, right. Um. So if I was standing next to you, you can't hear me unless I'm singing something in another kind of key. <laughs> But right. everybody got their own favorites of girls. When you look at Destiny's Child, uh, Beyonce, she stuck, she stuck out. She stood out, exactly. And Kelly can sing. Nobody really knew that Kelly could throw down like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the other, I mean, the other ladies in the group, they sung also. So yeah, Michelle, Michelle that, was dope. I mean, Michelle was yeah. dope. Michelle Williams. You have, you have a, a, a fantastic-looking group. The girls are the bomb. Then you got one that sings. Stronger than the other. Everybody got their own little flavor. Everybody brings something to the table. You know, every, mm-hmm. and some people's body shapes are different. You know what I'm saying? Or right. their looks. So every man that's sitting out there is looking, saying, wow, then you got the girls saying, I like such and such such. Because I was to the little kids when they was talking about the OMG girls. You know, I was like, I like the girl with the purple hair. I was looking at T.I.'s and Tiny's daughter, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I said, I would never <coughs> think about no blue hair and stuff like that, you know. Right. And. So you got to, like, when you're watching a show, just like when I'm going to see some men sing, you might have your favorite in there, but if they harmonies is ringing and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. like, hell yes, you know. Some guys, no you like, look at Bobby. He used to open up his shirt. You know, he was the wild one in the new edition. Yeah, Good yeah. He used to go on the road with us. And I remember Rick telling them, you know, they used to wear black all the time. They had their little school bus, and Rick said, y'all got to wear something so people can see y'all. You know, where everybody was struggling at that time. You mm-hmm. know, when Maurice first brought them out, and they had the white gloves and the white shoes with the hat. 
But Bobby always <laughs> stuck out like a sore thumb. He was always right. an entertainer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, Rick Rick could tell you that he wasn't a singer, but he, he knew how to work that stage, you know? Right. And and, and, he, and real, real quick. Candy, like like one of the one of the things that did like you brought up Bobby Brown like I remember to this day like one of the because I'm out here in the Bay Area so the Oakland Coliseum they had a new edition before you know when Bob was still on there and I remember vividly like he stood out so much and he really just kind of like catered yeah. to the crowd and you know truth be told like that was really one of his final performances as a group as you know the whole history deal and you know he got later voted out of the group and stuff like that so yes i completely i feel you 100 percent about just you know it, it's just people got a different taste of what another person is you know you may like so-and-so but so-and-so to me stands out like that you it's know in I mean? any so, female group any group that comes out right now even with the men any female group that comes out be it young or old or in between you mm-hmm. always want to have everybody got their flavor. That's why when these records, as you know, the record companies not like they used to be. When they looking, it's got to be that it factor. You got to have that right. it factor. You got to have the whole package now. You, you see what I'm saying? It's like you know every. Uh-oh. I think my girl Kat just had a uh, had a drop call, but we're going to try to get her back on. This is branded After Dark. Chopping it up with Candy and the Mary J. Girls. I know a lot of y'all people are locked in. People sending emails. Actually, you can hit me on Twitter at I am Branded if y'all got any questions, comments. And you got to forgive me if I'm coughing a little bit. I am coming down with a cold or whatnot. So, you know, I'm going to wait for my girl to uh, call back. But at the same time, to kind of add on what she was talking about, um, I just feel, especially when it comes to groups in general, like, you know, when it, when I'm looking at a group, be it if it's a male group or a female group, you know, my first my first thing to gravitate to is uh, you know, the song. The song got to make me feel something. Like you know what I mean? Like if I'm listening to something, I, I just I just want I just want that to capture my attention. You know what I mean? So coming from a female group, like I said earlier, I love I love a female's body. Don't get me wrong. Hottest can be the hottest female. Don't definitely look at it. Beautiful female body. Period. But when you sing it, uh, that's the second thing I'm gonna look at. The first thing I'm gonna look at is your energy and how you sing that song or whatnot. And I think that's kind of crucial and key for anybody to really pay attention. Because if somebody is looking at your body first before the song itself, then you're defeating the purpose as an artist. And I think people got to really understand that and pay attention, too, when you are looking at not just groups, girl group, guy groups, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's it's just some food for thought for people out there. But Candy from Mary J. Girls, definitely appreciate the, uh, the convo. Hopefully we'll be able to get her back on shortly. Um, it says Branded After Dark. And I'm going to go ahead and run Candy Man real quick. And... Um, Continue to push this moment right here on Branded After Dark. Lock yourselves in if you want to call in, 347-215-8653. That is the number, people.
here back on this edition of Branded After Dark. I don't know what happened. That's okay. We got you back. You're good. Oh, okay. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. <laughs> no. no, it's all good. But, no, I mean, you know, to get back what you were saying earlier about just the just the, the, the different flavors that a lot of people have, I just feel like, and I kind of said this right when you dropped off, too, that I just think people need, when, when you do shows, like, you know, capture me with your energy first. Like, to me, I can close mm -hmm. my eyes and I can look at you second. Your body is really secondary and how you, I just want your energy and the voice that you're singing first before anything else. You feel right. what I'm saying? Right. Well, you know, when Rick, um, after saying you being a man, when Rick had, you know, the sketches of how we should look and everything, mm -hmm. I mean, he already had knew what it took to give, you know, to make people, you know, jump and go, especially men, you know, an audience because he was an entertainer. So, right. you know, he got us the choreographer, you know, we had a vocal coach, you know, and when we used to have rehearsals, we used to start rehearsal. I'm not lying. The band would start, probably start rehearsing like 11. We didn't get out sometime till 1 or 2 in the morning, you know, um, rehearsing, going on the show over and over and over and over. And Rick, you know, he wasn't a dancer, but I tell you, he know the steps. He know when you made a mistake, if you turned wrong, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, he was just phenomenal. And I, you know, thank God that I had the chance to work with him, you know, regardless of his situation of his life, you right. know. I got to spend that last little time with him when he played that the amphitheater, you know, and it was his daughter, Ty, uh, Corvette, myself, and Val, and Linda Hunt. We were in the room, dressing room with him, and, mm -hmm. you know, he said, you know, Candy, I didn't do right by you because I never really, really wrote songs for, for you guys, you know, because he basically, like, wrote them for JoJo, you know, so... Right. Um, I, I was I was happy, and then he brought us on stage. They started playing all night long. He said, I got some of my Mary Jane girls here, so he took me and Corvette out, you know. And the Val was from, um, she was from the Mary Jane band. It was her and Sheila Horn. And they had Jackie, Tabby, and Lisa. They were the colored girls. So mm -hmm. actually, we were the third group because he had all these other beautiful singers that were way before my time you know, right. that had been with him and the Stone City Band and them. So I, you know, sometimes when I do a show, I talk about the um, gumbo, the funk uh, and roll gumbo. I talk about James Ambrose Johnson, and I tell you know, about the entities of how all these people got together because before there was a me, there was these other people, you know, that were with him on street songs and, you know, people that worked with him, and we were all, you know, handpicked by him. And I'm, like, grateful for that. And like I said, um, Mary Jane Girls was, like, the second female group I had been in, you know, because I had been with another group. And right. it wasn't successful, but I had been with them for about, like, eight, nine years. And after that, you know, um, Michael Bivens wanted me in a group called ECG, East Coast Girls. And, and mm -hmm. then um, Ice Cube wanted me in a group. And I was like, I've been in so many groups. I'm I'm kind of like tired of being because it's hard to work with women. You know what I'm saying? You right. know, Rick had put us in a room together with four cops to make us get to know each other. And if you don't like each other, you're going to like each other before you leave out of here tonight or this week, you know. But um, like I said, he was hard, but he was perfectionist. And I, I, I'm glad that I crossed paths with him, you know. Um, I, I was hired 
you know, and, and like Temptations say, Mary, uh, Temptations for Life. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a Mary Jane woman for life, you know. I heard that. And, and I heard that. Else, everybody else that was in there, all the girls, all of them, everyone, nobody is special. Everybody from Jackie, Tabby, Lisa, uh, Joe, Vet, Sherry, Maxie, you know, about uh, Sheila Horn, everybody, you know. Mary Jane, because that's Rick. You know, I always tell people, when no they ask all the time, and they say, you got, you guys not together, you know. And I said, well, you know, everybody's doing their thing, mm-hmm. you know. You know, when you know you outgrow and certain things happen, you know. But, hey, it's enough for everyone, you know. Right. And everybody has their niche. You have to do what you do. you got to make the music do what it do, and that's what I do. You know, I make and it people do can, what it do. And people can say what they want about you know, the personal side of Rick James, but as far as the mm-hmm. artist, you mm-hmm. know, he, he was he was like no other. I mean, he was that guy when it came to his music creativity, and a lot of people cannot front of his contributions as well, like they made into music. And, you know, there's it, right. one thing I want I wanted to ask you, too, when it comes down to just, you know, music legacies and how it's created and, and, and why people will come back and gravitate to Mary Jane Girl's music. Um, was a simple fact that it was a lot of hard work and it wasn't as easy um, right. to be able to get in as opposed to now. You know, you can have your instant music, put that thing on on, on iTunes like ASAP, and, and and there it is. I mean, t- I mean, get, tell the listeners a little bit uh, of the difference between the the effort that you guys had right now and the fact that it's just super easy to just be able to well, just be an artist I mean, all of a sudden. When when we started, you gotta remember that. We had real live musicians that played for us, and right. we had to record. Where you know you 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 take you know you you doubling and quiet and stuff like that in the studio. And, and um, these artists these days, they can go in a garage or a basement or they you know studio, and right. and they cut their stuff and they can sell out the trunk of their car just like uh, Fifty Cent did. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like more easier for them, and you know where before we had payola, you know, back in the right. day, when right. they go to the radio station, you feel me, and mm-hmm. you know, hey, play my artist, you know, you had people out there working for you, but right now, um, sometimes you could just go to a club, you know, if you know the right people and get up on that stage, and people, it's it's more a little bit more easier for them than it was for us, you know. Okay. It was harder back then because you had to know somebody and then all these crazy contracts that they had, you know. Um, mm-hmm. People these in, these days, when you have a manager, it was like 10, now it's 15, 20. Beyonce's probably 25, who knows, you know. Right. She's icon right. like Janet Jackson. So, right. I, you know, I was telling the kids these days, you guys are really blessed because, like, with us, we had to bust ass to, you know, to try to... I mean, just even to go audition. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These people these days get a group together. You have other people who have worked, and they put groups together. It's like Tiny put her daughter and some other girls together. You know, you got people who put them out there. Diggy's out there. He came from a blessed, fortunate family. So it's all in who you know. Well, I right. had to go audition and cattle call, but even though someone did call me, my track record kind of helped me because Rick saw, this girl been out here before, and that was my second time back at Motown, so he did investigate before he brought me because people mm-hmm. think that Mary Jane was the only thing I've ever done, and it wasn't. 
you know, so. Right. That wow. was a big, big help, you know. And I also wanted to, to give a shout-out to a very good friend of mine, um, Kevin Gray. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. That's my buddy for life. I love him. And um, <laughs> also to all the fans and Ty James and um, Rick's children, Lil Ricky and Tasman, you know, um, I, I just want to tell them thank you because with them buying Rick's music, is keeping his legacy alive. You know, if I mm-hmm. never did anything else, I'm happy I got to cross those waters. You see what I'm saying? I meet a bunch right. of people, you know. I met many of people, and it, it was a blessing. But Rick was, like I said, hard, you know, like when ball players want to talk to us, you know, if they send a note, Rick, read the note, tear it up. He used to take room check. You can't go that. nowhere. He was hard on us. When I say hard, you sang. You sing and go to bed. <laughs> you know? That's right. So we didn't, you know, if we, even when we went to Donna Ross uh, after the Grammys one night, you know, and, and we had our limo, Rick had his, we was like, we weren't fight. He said, yeah, but you're not saying how long you're going to go home, you know. I mean, he, <laughs> he was just, you know, he didn't want, um, he didn't want people in his business when it came to his girls. But one thing I can say, I, you know, saw Barry Gordy when I went to the Howl Awards. Um, it um, was at the Beverly Hills Hotel they have every year. And they give 10 students scholarships to go to college for either whatever their basics are, if it's music or whatever their niche is. And right. they um, paid homage to Ray Parker Jr., Brandy's mother, and uh, Jay-Z's boy that runs his label, and we were mm-hmm. sitting there talking, and I remember Mr. Gordy had wrote us in his autobiography, and I really thought that was so nice of him, you know, just to mention Rick and us, you know. So when people think of Rick, I always say, think of the good things. The good things outweigh the bad. His music, this music is living on. When you see it on, on commercials on TV and hear it on the radio, and they play heavy rotation, you right. know, he left a mark here. You see what I'm saying? So it's not about Mary Jane. It's about Rick because all that together, at the end of the day, it's Rick James. Because mm-hmm. there wasn't any Mary Jane girls or Stone City for that fact if it hadn't been for Rick. And it's Rick. That's why I tell people. They look at me crazy sometimes, and they, they say, I understand. I say, it's about Rick, and that's who it truly is. It's about him at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Man, you 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 are not lying. I mean, and and also, of course, I know you, and and that just that just makes me love you even more, Candy, because you're just so humble. But also, Rick did give you the opportunity, but you guys took it and ran with it, made it your own, and and look where you're at now. Mary Jane Girls will be forever entrenched in, 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 in this music history because of, yeah. of of your talents and stuff like too. So you know, you got to give yourself some props. Pop your collar too, sweetheart. You did you did your thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I know you can't tell the listeners out there a little bit as far as what's going on in your future and your future plans, but I'm hoping that I can be able to hear something as far as solo music from 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 Candy in the near future. I'm hoping. Well, I'm you hoping. know what? That you will because I'm... Um, I'm doing that right now as we speak. That's why I said I, I can't really speak on it, but I do have right. I have a song um, that's coming out in the movie that I it'll be my second one. Yes, thank you. Um, All right. And um, also a documentary, but the shows that I I do when I can work, I I am doing I do a solo, um, and people are quite amazed, you know, because 
you know, when you're used to hearing a certain person's voice all the time, it's like, wow, she sings. Yes, I've always sang. I come from a singing family. So mm-hmm. that's why I said, um, I'm like Diddy, won't stop, can't stop. And I'm not going <laughs> to stop. You know, I'm, I'm like Diddy. I keep it 100. And I don't, I close a deaf ear to it because, you know, it's, it's been a lot of um, things said in reference to Mary Jane girls, you know, um, that we don't sing, you know. And we know that the waters have sung for Stevie Wonder, um, uh, they're phenomenal. You know, they did that, uh, Mama Say, Mama Say, Mama Go yeah. Down. They uh-huh. did that, and they, they sing with Tina. They've sung with anybody who's everybody. Just like me, I've sung with everybody. You know, I have yeah. a, um, I, I, you know, I was telling this guy, did an interview the other day, and he was like, you've worked with a lot of people. And I said, yes. He said, I never knew us. A lot of people don't know. You, you, mm-hmm. you never knew that I was on there singing people stuff, you know, so, um, you know, even like uh, I, when we were in the studio, it was Womack. Uh, we were singing with Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg, myself, and Val. We were singing. His nephew did this song called Addiction, you know, and mm-hmm. that'll be coming up. But people be like, wow. And I was like, yes. I just didn't I just didn't hang up and say, well, Mary Jane's photo, so what am I, you know, what are you doing now? Because we had been approached. <laughs> the people were at, um, unsung were at the Hall Awards, but, you know, it's, little things they try to work out. You know, people say, right. come y'all not on that show. I said, well, one day you might look up and see us on the show. <laughs> you know, right. we, were in, we were in the jet, and, and uh, the writer, she didn't put the prolific things that I had done. You know, it's just that, you know, she didn't write what she should have wrote, but, I mean, what could I do? My face was in there, and she still said I was still doing it. So, you know, I was <laughs> like, okay, whatever, I can't get mad about that. But That's right. You know, I, I am, and I will continue doing what I do, so. That's right, and I and I am proud of you. And before we let you go, I gotta I gotta not only thank you, um, I gotta let you know that I have always appreciated your talents and your contributions. And I've said it earlier, but I will continue to say it again because I'm a man that that understands music history and and where it lies and and who's a part of it and people that has a legacy of music that people will never ever forget. And mm-hmm. you are a part of that. Mary Jane Thank girls you. are are a part of that, and from the bottom of my heart and bottom of the stations, the network that we do, thank you for everything that you've done in music, and I'm looking forward to being one of the guys that break your solo <laughs> joint when it comes out, and I want to be you. one of the first ones to air it with, with pride and, 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 and respect and the whole deal, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, you're welcome. Thank you, and thank you for having me on this Wonderful show. I hope I haven't talked too much. Nah, you were you were perfect because <laughs> you know, you you know you know sometimes. Come on, girl. You know sometimes you get these you get these people <laughs> on here and they just don't want to say nothing. You well, I tell. I, well, if I have a chance, I tell my story. You know, and people ask. You know, um, I have to tell my story about Candy. You know, about me. Yes, I was a Mary Jane girl, but also before Mary Jane. There was others that got me to Mary Jane. I just mm-hmm. didn't, people, a lot of people are shocked because they think Mary Jane was the only thing I ever did. No, baby, Candace did a lot, a right. whole lot. You would be shocked. You know, every time I look at Boys in the Hood, I'm like, dang, that's me on there. 
I mean, I'm singing, and and I remember when Cube called me, you know, uh, to come to, to come to work. I was like, wow! And I had worked with him on so much stuff with with his artists and Mac Ten, uh, Da Bobalina, um, just with so many people, you know. And he mm-hmm. would just call me. I don't care what time it was. I would get up. I could be asleep. And I would go to the studio and work. So a lot of people are shocked. And they was like, oh, you saw see, Yep, I got gold and platinum albums on my wall. Yes, I did. Yes, yes indeed. Yes. yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. A lot of history right there, sweetheart. Music history. So I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Do not be a stranger to the show and to me. And if there's if there's some people in your fan base that actually want to, are you, are you active in the social media network community, Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that? Well, I don't Twitter. I am okay. on Facebook. I'm All under right. I'm under my I'm under Candace Scant. And I'm just under candy. I just like people that are real, you know. I'm not um I'm not under Mary Jane, but when people see my face they know that that's me. And they also know when they go to my pictures and stuff because I do have, you know, my pictures in there and stuff. But okay. if you if you do, Ron Tyson has a C D um called Recipe for Love. Uh, he just released, and I am on their singing background. Uh, you are, you are, me and Val Young and Ollie Woodson and some some other folks. Um, but um, uh, if you have time, try to grab that CD. I don't know if it's out yet. It's supposed to be released, but yeah. Definitely. But you'll be hearing yeah. from me. I'm not gone. I'm here. I'm living All right, home. I'm holding yeah, they to can it look me up. They can look me up at Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E-G-H-A-N-T, and you'll see my face on there. All right. Well, I'm about to do that right now as we get ready to spend some more music. Thank you very much. Stay on that Thank blessed you. path, sweetheart, and, okay. and and just keep being yourself. I'm very proud of you, very. Thank you, and you have a nice evening. You do the same. And that Merry is- Christmas and a happy blessed Next Legacy.